Hello and welcome to episode 1057 of The Sleeper in the Bust. It is Thursday, May 26th, and it's a fireside chat. So I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined by the fire with Nick Pollock. Nick, how are you? What is happening? It is so nice to be back with you by the fire, Spore. Yeah, we turned the air up in the house to make it cooler so that we can, you know, have a fire in May. Because late May <laughs> is not the best time to sit in front of a fire, but we made it work. It's true. We made it so Even cool our robes, in, in, too. Yeah. 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 Oh, and smoke. I was going to wear the smoking jacket, but you went robe. So I went robe. We're sitting here. We're cozy. We're ready. And we got some interesting pictures to talk about. We're going to highlight three yes, guys. Yes, we do. And they're kind of a, uh, a Goldilocks uh, situation here where it's these three guys who are probably best suited as relievers, but one's in the rotation. One just got in the rotation. And one, we don't know if they're going to get in the rotation. So it's kind of the three different levels. And it's Jeffrey Springs from the Rays. Aaron Ashby from the Brewers, and then Spencer Strider from the Braves. Let's actually start with Springs because he goes tomorrow as well, Friday the 27th, depending on when you're listening to this, and he has a big challenge. He gets the Yankees. Now, he gets them at home. That helps a little, but the Yankees are the Yankees, and they are no joke. Jeffrey Springs, from a statistical profile, not from the way they get it done, but he looks kind of like a lefty Drew Rasmussen in that, He's five and dive, baby. That's it. He's an 80 to 90 pitch guy that they're looking at. They've got him stretched out 80 in his last start. I think he's going to live in that 75 to 90 range, depending on how the games go. Um, but he's been great since starting. Since starting, he has four starts and a three three and a third inning uh, relief outing, 177 ERA, uh, 18 strikeouts in 20 and a third, and a very tiny .84 whip. So what's up with Jeffrey Springs, and is there legitimacy here? And then I'll get into asking you if you're if you're going to dare start him against the Yankees. But let's oh, that first. See, see that's what I was going to do. I was just going to say, all right, Sport, tell me how it is. Should we start him against the Yankees? I'm not going I'll, I'll to personally. I'm starting him in the main. You're and starting him in the main. Okay, yes, fifteen which, teamer. Which, yeah, yeah, fifteen teamer. But like a very, you know, my my most important league. So I'm definitely taking a big shot here. Yeah, and I started him over David Peterson who did have at least a two-step on the board. There has been questions about whether or not he'll get the second start this weekend. It's looking like he actually won't. But it was at San Francisco and versus Philly. And even though it was a two-start, I was nervous. Now, Peterson crushed at San Fran. So I might I might look foolish here. But I started Springs over him because I love what he's done so far. So I'm nervous. You're, you're, well, you're, you're put well, your you're face telling me. I get it. No, 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 I'm not. I'm oh. uh, my own joke. Uh, you're oh. telling me that you put your springs in your two-step okay uh anyway <laughs> i look i i love the fact that that jeffrey springs has an incredible change up um in some ways i could make a comp to patrick sandoval here mm -hmm. uh where he has a change up he throws 40 percent of the time with a 26 percent swing strike rate and then it's just about trying to figure out how to get his strikes otherwise uh springs is four seamer unlike Sandoval, who throws it down, elevates his. Uh, and that's actually been all right for him, a 31% mm -hmm. CSW thus far, uh, with one hundred, you know, 111 batting average allowed that we probably don't expect to stick around. That 083 Babbitt on the fastball. Who can say might for go up. Sure. And he has a he has a five hit per nine right now. So that's the way that it gets worse. Though I will say the approach I do kind of dig of trying to keep the fastballs up and the changeups down there. And then he has a slider. He throws uh, about 16% of the time. It gets a 71% strike rate. It's limited a lot of hard contact thus far, just a 16% rank, which is really good. 
Uh, normally, you see something around 20, 25% on slider hard contact, and you're seeing this 16%. Great so far. I don't know if it's really that amazing one, but it's a nice mix-up pitch between the four-seamer and, and the changeup. And I I will say, I don't totally know how the Rays are going to use him. He went 76 pitches and then 80 pitches, and that's pretty much the major extent of him starting this far. He had that 50-plus pitch one as he was ramping up. Maybe he ramps up farther? I, I think you're right about Drew Rasmussen, the whole f- yeah. uh, feelings of the Rays being very, uh, you know, they're very focused on nailing the moment at which pitch quality goes down and then removing exactly. them for the for the bullpen. And it could be the, the case with Jeffrey Springs. So I'm so torn here because I do like this changeup. We've seen guys with really good changeups before and then kind of fall off a little. I watch as it passes the eye test. I mean, it's a gorgeous yeah. drop on it. Um, it's hot for Springs. But the fact that we don't expect many six-inning games, I know five and two-thirds, that was great, but he had to really be efficient and mm-hmm. make that one work. Um, not many six uh, inning games. I don't know how good that slider ultimately is. And I don't know how good that fastball ultimately is. I think there's a lot of risk involved with Jeffrey Springs at the moment. I do regret not raising him on the list a little bit more as I've looked into more since then it on Monday. But if, if he gets blasted by the Yankees, you'll look. Fun. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, here's the thing. He could do well against him. Bruce Zimmerman did well could. against the Yankees yeah, yeah. Now, earlier this year with a really good changeup, right? So you could see that you have John Carlos Stanton now that lineup too tonight. Mm-hmm. You don't have Josh Donaldson for, you know, I guess good reasons. Uh, I mean, you just, it could work out well for Jeffrey Springs here. And if he does do well, then it's a case of, oh, everyone is going to jump on Jeffrey now Springs. Now he's soaring, yeah. yeah. Right. And I just want to say, okay, good. He does great here. I don't know how long it would last just because... We'll see how long that changeup can sustain itself at this high swing strike rate because the slider and fastball are not enough alone. No, I, to- I totally agree uh, with that, that the changeup drives everything for springs. And then it's really a bit dicey with the other two pitches to know how much you can trust them. And I, I kind of, like, again, they have different pitches, but it leads me back to the Drew Rasmussen thing. One of the reasons I wasn't like super giddy on him this year was he only had the two pitches. Now he has cultivated a third. He has a cutter slutter type that is different than the slider. So he is yeah. rocking three pitches, but he's still only the 80, 85 pitch guy. Like when he had yep. that six inning outing, everyone's like, oh, here we go. No, it was 84 no. pitches. It was, yeah. it was just an efficient outing. So I like both to that end. And it hasn't stopped Rasmussen from reeling off five wins in his last six outings. And he was great in the one that he didn't get a win for. But you put such a bird in there when you're a five and dive that uh, not only do you need the offense to get you some runs before you leave, but then you need the bullpen to be good for four innings. And that is tough. So I think right now I look at Springs as a strikeout and uh, ratio helper more than anything else. And it's a strikeout rate because even his volume, again, going back to the five innings, the rate is good, but you're still, you're not getting any 10 K games probably because he doesn't go deep enough. So I like him. I took the shot this week. It was very risky. I know that I get at Texas next week though. Hey, look, look, I hope that you're residing up the, up in the mountains and you find yourself with the hot springs. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, let's talk. Uh, Andy, Aaron Ashby, I've called him Andy twice today. I did How dare you? I know. He's so much more even, than his father. It's not even his father. It's his uncle. He's it's a, it's a, <laughs> his it's uncle. A right. It's a police right. situation where it's, it's not <laughs> it's not the father. It's the uncle. But um, yeah, Aaron Ashby almost did it again. Literally just now. Aaron Ashby, Aaron Ashby, Aaron, 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 Aaron Ashby is now in the rotation. Nick, unfortunately, it came via an ugly 
thing, which is a Peralta injury. But we knew coming into the year with him as the sixth man that he would get opportunities either due to Hauser or Lauer maybe falling. Lauer's become a god and Hauser's pitching well again or an injury, which was more inevitable than anything else. So he gets an extended opportunity here. He had a start last night at the Padres, gave up an unearned run, four hits, three walks, five strikeouts, and five and two-thirds. My main question, though, is can Aaron Ashby overcome the walks enough to be a consistent starter for us, or will it be volatile, and you just got to kind of take the ups with the downs? He has a two-step next week, too. Yeah, the biggest question is going to be, how good is Aaron Ashby's sinker, if you ask me? Uh, his slider is exactly what it was last year. 40% CSW again. And it's so, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Changeup has taken a small step back. It's not a uh, a bigger whiff pitch than, or as big of a whiff pitch as it was last year. Well, just 11% swing strike rate thus far. Uh, a little bit of a drop on the O swing. But he still does a really good job with it. The hard contact allowed is like nothing. 12.5% is so fantastic on it. It's really nice. Uh, increased the ground ball rate from 50% to 75% thus far, limiting fly balls to just 8% on changeups when those are hit into play. Um, that's a great thing, and it's not really much of an issue. But the issue is the sinker going from a 51% zone rate to 48 and that means a strike rate down from 67 to 64. And he doesn't have a pitch above a 65% strike rate. When you think of some of the dominant guys out there, when you think of, say, like Kevin Gaussman or even Zach Wheeler, those guys constantly don't walk batters because they have fastballs with 75 to 80% strike rates. Yep. And even their changeup uh, of uh, Gaussman's splitter, you could say, 70% strike rate on that, right? And Ashby is still figuring things out. He's still trying to find his right rhythm, trying to find... His ability to put the ball where he wants to constantly. There are a lot of sinkers that are just right in the middle of the zone, and that's why he has a 32% hard contact on it thus far. So hopefully that gets better with more time and more rhythm. And I like to believe a little bit in the Alex Think Fast of getting a guy in rhythm in a comfortable situation. They'll improve over time. They'll get more confident in it. They'll get their experience and really come into their own. And Ashby hasn't had that this year. No, he would go into the rotation go back to the pen come back out. And it does seem like in some ways that he's more comfortable out of the pen just because that was what he knew he was doing. Yeah. And he can just so, unleash for his. Exactly. So a lot of these numbers I'm, I'm talking about are pretty much between that, uh, that fluctuation or, or, or part of that. So as a starter, it can be completely different than what I've just quoted. And I hope that that sinker can, you know, really find its way inside to lefties and uh, continue to generate good O swing on that. I hope it's okay against righties. Uh, he really needs that changeup to come through a bit uh, against the uh, against righties, as the slider won't be as effective against them. So I'm excited. I think in 12 teamers, he's a must add. I've been waiting for this day since the summer of last year, and uh, I hope he uh, he takes his opportunity and runs with it. I'm with that too on Ashby. I do think he is a must add. I'm really really excited uh, about him this year. Now. You talk about the sinkers, like some of the how they're like right down the middle or they're like easy takes. And that's the problem. It's like when he's yeah. in the zone, it's crushable. But then when he's uh, you know trying to be out of the zone and be fancy, it's it's an easy layoff. And you got to you got to bridge that gap there to where the ones in the zone are maybe a little bit more fine on the edges. And then some of those ones that are out of the zone for Ashby with the sinker are at least tantalizing to maybe draw some draw some whiffs. But I agree. I think he's even addable in 10-teamers, especially with the two-step coming up. Mm. He goes to the Cubs and then home to the Padres. I think I'd still pick him up in a 10-teamer for a two-step. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's for a weekly league, I would imagine. I uh, sure. the uh, the Padres start. Padres are better against lefties. Uh, you know, I've been saying that they've been mashing, but maybe I've been taking too much of a small sample of their current season. I just know they're bad against righties right now. Uh, the Padres are. Yeah, they're seventh and, in WRC plus against lefties for the year. Yeah, so maybe I mean Ashby just handled him exactly why I'm mentioning this, and maybe he can do it again. That still feels a little risky to me. Sure. Um, it for depends sure. a lot on how dominant, how good I feel about his pitches against the Cubs. Yeah, he, I, I'm definitely taking the Cubs start though. If you could do dailies and you can uh, avoid the Padres start, I'd probably try to do that. But if you if it's all or nothing, I take the all, and I would go yeah, with that. I'm with you right there now because the upside is rich. Absolutely. Um, and by the way, his doing well against San Diego has no bearing on this next start. Not that Nick was implying such. I just want people to know that the yeah. data is inconclusive. You can have a great first start, a dud second, a dud first, a dud second, two duds, two goods. The data has yeah. never shown that facing a team twice in a row or in short right. order, two out of three, it doesn't give you any and sort of indication. And you say that the upside is rich. I mean, I think it's a little bit more than Rich Hill, personally. Okay, let's move on to the next guy. <laughs> Actually, it's, kind of, it's a, maybe a little Rich Hill-esque, though. Yeah, a little, a little, little bit. Just strikeouts. I mean, he doesn't throw as softly, but anyway. Um, quick thing, we've been talking about a bunch of change-ups. I'm going to do a little side note for you, just Ooh. because it's something that we talked about last fireside. How about our boy Jacob Junis getting back to the changeup last night? Oh, man. Yeah, I love this text you sent me about uh, Joey Bart being the catcher. Yes, and it was behind it the dish. It was Bart. Yeah. And so the two big changeup uh, outings have been Bart. Now, he did start one of the other ones where they only threw it 8%, but maybe Bart wasn't feeling confident in it. And we learned when you texted, uh, when you DM Junis and asked him about it, we learned that he goes with his catcher. So if his catcher right. isn't calling it and doesn't believe in it, Junis is fine to say, I'll go with wherever my catcher goes. So exactly. It's a mixed bag of like how good that is. We kind of want him to lean on that changeup, but it was back yesterday and it was great again. It can still be great when he needs it. So I still like Junis, but uh, yeah. let's talk Strider. Or yeah, sure. Junis? No, I mean, just Junis, it's, it's interesting. Like he had his good slider again last night, two starts ago, not so much. Changeup wasn't that great. I mean, it was so good against Washington. It was, it was amazing fine. against Washington. It was last night fine was the yesterday. Year. Yeah, yeah right. You only had like think two whiffs on it and across twenty throws. Like, mm -hmm. That's not quite it. Not I like as many called strikes. Quit anything. it though. I like that they actually were sure. throwing it more because he's been at six seven percent the last four starts. Yeah, which oh god, what, which was what you had me. you worried about it? Um, was annoying. it like was it? Yeah, was it fake in that first outing? So right, we'll right. continue to keep an eye on yeah. Junis. I think he's still risky, but a guy that I'm holding right now, and I'm at least using him as a team streamer, meaning I just reserve sure. him when I don't use him. And right, I will say, Richard. you mean that because you got him as a spark and tout. That's right. That's right. I know your oh, team swore. I felt great about that. Yeah, but you thwarted me. Uh, did I? I took you down. Yeah, yeah, you beat me. You beat me. Yeah, I that's what's up. Over the weekend, you kind of yes. zipped past me there. Yes. Um, I'm only at what, two and five or. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got very unlucky the first three weeks. I deserved that's to the lose thing, last week. In those head to head leagues, you start off two and five and you're like, oh, I, I'm not going to go anywhere. And then all of a sudden you look up no. and you're like, I'm five and five and I'm back in this. I made it. I made it to the, to the semis at one and six last year so exactly exactly no so problems you're winning so far this week against Daniel. yeah we're, we're ahead of schedule <laughs> all right strider time spencer strider now i think we're gonna we got we got a couple of wet blankets here for folks because i don't think we're gonna be as positive as folks probably want us to be like oh, tell me that i'm good for holding strider in tens and twelves no he should not be held in either um <laughs> nick I'm looking at this man and I want to be positive here, but I just don't see how he gets in the rotation. I just don't think that they mm. want him there. I think they prefer him as the fireman here for two, two plus innings uh, consistently, but it doesn't seem like they are the way it looked in April was like, he's being stretched out to be put in the rotation. That doesn't appear to be the case anymore to me. And 
I do still worry about the, uh, the, the dicey control. Like, I think the walks are still too high, and maybe that's why they don't trust him as a starter. What say you about Spencer Strider and his uh, shallower league viability? Right. So that uh, that May 6th uh, relief appearance of four innings and just under 70 uh, pitches made us feel like it yes. was going. It was there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he pitches in relief and go, wait, what? No, you're not. Mm, no, you're supposed to start on the 17th of May. And you came in relief on the 16th of May. Yes. And three of his last uh, four outings after that four inning outing was a one inning relief. It was uh, getting the elongated relief. It was unreal. And, you know, someone mentioned to me that because Matzik was on the IL, they all of a sudden had a greater need uh, for Spencer Strider inside that bullpen, which is why. They've done this. Now, it's Tucker Davidson at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Waskari and Noah again at some point. Uh, but right now, it doesn't seem like Spencer Strider is going to do it. The The good thing that is surprising me the most, I think, this year, though, about Strider is he does have a 70% strike rate on his fastball. I thought it would be a lot lower. Ooh, yeah, I thought it would be I, like Ashby's. Yeah, I thought it would be down to 61, maybe even 64 or something. He's getting a lot of strikes on, on fastballs. And Normally, when you see a 70% strike rate on a fastball, you don't have a 12% walk rate. So maybe there is something to be said about um, about consistency with Strider that we're not quite seeing, or he just loses guys. Could be along those lines that could be adjusted and bring down the walk rate. 61% on the slider, too, is still better than I expected. I was thinking 57 or something like that. But no, Spencer Strider's getting enough strikes to warrant a better walk rate. And yeah, he certainly misses bats. <laughs> I mean, you don't need me to tell you about that. 18% swing strike rate overall as his fastball as a 17.5. And that's stupid and great. Um, you know, he, he's exciting. He's fun. I, I don't, I do think that those are still thinking, man, but if I stash him, um, I could have this good guy later on. There's a, I, I fall into this a lot of certain players that I get really excited about, but I lose sight of the value that you lose by stashing. And then you get to a point where they do show up and it's really just one start away from you not wanting to hold them anymore. Exactly, and we, we you got to be careful about it. Right. And I think in most more times than not, you're better off just not stashing whatsoever and missing out on the thing and instead mm-hmm. getting the thing right now. I think I had one situation I heard of someone wanting to stash Spencer Strider over John Gray and John Gray getting the athletics this weekend. And it's just, wait, no, no, no. Go get John Gray against the Athletics. You know, I mean, obviously that wouldn't happen in any sort of deeper league, but But it's it's that kind of mentality that we can get into. And I want to make sure that people try and think, no, no, there's good things now, way more valuable than good things in a month. Burn in the hand. Better than two in the bullpen. I think there it is. Better than two Matt Bushes. (laughs) Um, And I had another one. I'm not trying to one up you, but I had one in in my chat asked. Do I pick up Tyler Anderson or hold Spencer Strider? I'm like, go get Tyler Anderson. This is yeah, right. Teamers. That's why Tyler Anderson gets was the available. Snacks, I think uh, because he got cut after the seven earned run outing. I was like, go yeah. get get the guy who's actually starting, and he's on a great team. And I kind of, I kind of hope, I kind of like Tyler Anderson. So mm. um, I don't think that you can hold Strider in tens or twelves. Maybe you can use him in a twelve where you have dedicated RP spots if you want, but that's like the best i can do is to say and you better have an elite you better have taylor rogers as your closer otherwise you're giving away safe potential right. with it that not, extra not so bad in a points league if he oh, is points, going points changes yeah. everything yeah i yeah. totally agree with that points changes everything because points 
always has RP slot or usually has RP slots. And in that case, you can definitely use Spencer Strider there. But right. if you're holding out hope for the starting to start, for the starting to come to fruition, you could be waiting until August, if at all. Yeah. And, and it's, I learned my lesson. Remember how many times I said Christian Javier would get switched? Hey, it's coming to fruition now, man. It happened now, but it didn't help anybody last year who was picking up Christian Javier and holding him because I thought they were going to protect Luis Garcia's innings. Now they got both in the rotation. So it could be a little bit of that where we just keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And then they're like, no, we're not doing it because we don't trust him. You know, I feel like we're the people of Gondor just waiting for Isildur's heir to show up. And, you know, by the end of the film, he does. But that doesn't mean you should be holding out so much hope here. Uh, before even the Fellowship of the Ring happens, okay? Lord of the Rings reference. That that I do know, and I hope other people got it, because I definitely did not. Just, <laughs> Spencer, you don't know, do you know, the? Like, everyone keeps saying it, Spencer Strider, his Aragorn, that is the guy who played Viggo, or Viggo Morrison played him in the movie, oh, is named like Strider. Oh, okay. Well, then that's a really good reference. I'm going to give you Yeah, his name is Strider, and then it. his real name is Aragorn. He's the heir to Gondor, the kingdom of man that is the soldiers. It's fine. That No, that all Don't makes sense. <laughs> uh, let's end with this. Do, do you do you want to gloat about Dylan Cease yet, or do you want to wait? Gloat? How am I going to gloat? I've been, I, he's doing better than I expected. He's got a 4-2-4 ERA, Nick. He gave away all the good. Oh, okay, all right. So there's only really honestly been like one start that was bad. The one against the Yankees. Well, he still had 11 I, strikeouts. Hey, but we got to go off of what? what the results are happening right now. And the simple <laughs> fact is for where you drafted sees, which you said not to draft him that high, he's got a four, two, four ERA. That, and a yeah. I don't, win. I don't feel that. I don't feel like Dylan cease is exactly. Honestly, I feel encouraged about the rest of the year. He um, has six. I'm going to use game score as a shorthand because it, uh-huh. it, it can get you where you need to be. Game score is a bill James metric that gives credits and debits based on uh, strikeouts, walks, hits, earned runs, innings, all that sort of stuff. You start at a 50. If you get over 60 or 60 plus, that's a good outing. You can't really fake a 60. He has six 60s. Dylan Cease does. If you do anything under like a 45, low 40s, that's pretty bad. It's it's hard to pretend that that's a good start. He has three sub 40s. So it's six 60 plus and three sub 40. But those three sub 40 have murdered his ERA and whip. Yeah. So I feel like this is the weirdest time for me to say anything because I just, I just wanted to see. No, 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 no. But no. well, here's the in. thing. It's like before just his last start, his very mm-hmm. most recent start where I think you allowed like 700 runs. Yes. I believe it was. Correct. Uh, against the Red Sox, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had before that start a 309 ERA, 117 whip, and a 37% K rate. Yes. Before that start. I know. So you couldn't talk trash, but then one. Well, no, I wouldn't talk thing. trash. I'm not, I don't want to talk. <laughs> I'm saying you couldn't though, because he'd been great. So it's not like you would have been. Yeah, I'm this is like, this will. is the no, nadir no, no. is what I'm saying is right near is the I nadir, but it's a, it's for the whole season. And I, okay. everything that I've seen thus far from Dylan sees, even the six run game against the Yankees. I even said like, no, that was, I mean, sure. Strikeouts, whatever, but, he didn't deserve six earned runs. No, I you know? agree. I watched that start. He, he was that nasty. was he was really good, and it's just like, oh man, stupid and Yankees getting, or whatever. 
getting blasted by the Red Sox is no shame. They're amazing. Yeah, they're, Trevor they, Story they, is as hot as can be, you know. Yeah, so, but he didn't pitch well. Their their he didn't pitch well there. No, that was a bad yeah. outing. That was a, simply yeah. a bad outing. But two out of three has totally changed his outlook. And I was just seeing, you know, because you had the whole big Dylan Cease <laughs> thing all off season. And uh, I'm not, not having names that. or anything, but you know, pre-show you were mm. you were maybe uh, feeling good about something that wasn't quite settled. So I, I just feeling good is the greatest way of putting it. Exactly right. Exactly what it was. We'll there see. I mean, we'll have a, we should certainly do a fireside where how we frame it is we congratulate the other on their I picks. That. I love that. I love that. Especially okay. maybe ones that where we disagreed with them. Right. And we say congratulations on this one. Yeah, and so on. Because, like, for know, example, congratulations on Cal Quantra last year, Spore. I got to tell you. you. That was, I remember, I remember that one feeling like, I will not allow him being nice, but I was like, I do not believe this in the slightest. <laughs> and I don't blame you, but I, I, it went way better than I thought. I will fully admit that. I, I am going to give you an early one, though, because based on what, what you said about this guy, um, I totally agree with you now, and I didn't in the preseason, but Ranger Suarez does not have a range. Mm. And I thought his stuff was a bit better. And like, I understood all the schedule stuff, but I, you know, I was not losing my mind over that. Cause I was like, okay, that's fine. We're not expecting a 136 ERA and a one Oh whip. What I thought he was going to be was like a 380 to 420 ERA, but a good sure. whip. I thought he would keep the walks and, yeah. and maybe some of the hits down. He's been awful. 153 whip is unrosterable. Yeah, that that's pretty terrible right now. That is I, brutal. So I mean, you I don't have to say anything. This. You don't have to gloat. But no, I don't. I don't want to. That also, that I've been looking at. You'll be surprised Nick at what I'm going to say. Too. I appreciate that, but not necessary. I uh, Ranger Suarez hasn't had his changeup so far. He had one game of it. It was nice. Also, had a really bad clear. schedule. I think like. I think over time, Ranger Suarez gets a lot better and becomes like a proper Toby on your teams. So that's great. But yeah, right now it's been pretty bad. It's, yeah. it's been rough. It's been rough. And watching him, because I, I was invested and I was promoting him. So I've watched about four or five of his starts. And I'm just like, everything you said come into fruition about how, <laughs> you know, fastball is not a, a swing and miss pitch or anything, or even necessarily a, a stopper type of pitch. And like you said, the mm. changeup has not been there. The changeup has been horrendous. And so I was like, Literally everything that you said has come out to fruition outside of and, and all but like maybe two of those starts. And he had a visa issue, so he had a late, you know, uh, a disjointed start to the year. But to be honest, his uh, second, third, and fourth starts were three of his best. So you can't even really use that as an excuse. His mm. first start was rough, but you can't even right. use that. It's been May that's been really tough. Right, um, right. Two good starts, but three bad ones. Anyway, I got to get going. <laughs> Appreciate uh, that. Great. I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, no, nothing, uh, and, uh, nothing sealed. Yeah, but, it's good to get one right. <laughs> yeah, every, every once in a while, we we, we, we struggle. Like I, like how I kept telling everyone to fade Akil Badu. I said, don't ever draft Akil Badu. So I got that one right. There you go. Oh, I didn't know that. Sweet. No, good I'm job, kidding. man. I, I hey, certainly drafted hey, Akil. Hey, I didn't listen hey, to you. I'm kidding completely. I couldn't have been more high on Akil Bundy. I know, you know man. You're a tiger. Okay. I wasn't sure if you, damn it. You reverse sarcasm to me. You reverse sarcasm. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. All right. That's Spore, uh, I, I thank you so much for taking the time today. I know it was a lot of rush. I know I was a little bit late. We made it no work. Problem. We made it work, Spore. All right, Nick. Great talking with you. And uh, we'll do another fireside in a couple weeks. Absolutely, Spore. It's always fun. Hang with you by the fire.